All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Day Late Dollar Short Podcast. As as always, this is your host, Martin, and I'm with my partners in crime. Marlon. And your girl, BK. Yeah, and we have a special guest with us. BK, why don't you go ahead and handle this introduction? Yes, our special guest today, guys, is somebody that I'm glad to call my friend brother. Um, <laughs> give it up for actor Rosha Washington, guys. We have an yeah, actor sure. tonight. My frat brother, what's happening, brother? Oh, six. What's happening, man? I mean, look, I'm living this quarantine life like y'all. Living this life. Uh, well, thank you for giving us this opportunity to come on and chop it up with us a little bit. So I'm going to get right into it because I'm excited about this interview. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to start with the very beginning. So I remember we were in New York, I think, last year around the same time. I think it was last yeah. summer. And this is when I first, like, heard about your acting. And I hit you up. And we were supposed to, like, link up. And we didn't get a chance. And you was in New York working on your acting. How did that come about? Like, have you always known that you were going to be an actor? Um, it's always been one of those underlying dreams of mine. You know how everybody has that forefront dream. But then you have that underlying dream where it's like, if I could do this, I would do I this would. for real, for real. So it's always been that since I was little, you know what I'm saying? But after I took the traditional college route and graduated and worked in the industry, in the financial industry, in the banks, in the law firms and all of that, I just really determined that I couldn't, it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't my fit. And I was just like, nah, I woke up one day and I was like, can I see myself doing this for another 35 years? And I'm like, negative. And I realized I had to make a change. So I was just like, yeah, it's, it's time. Let's, it's time to get into this acting thing. Nice, nice. Who would you say, like, inspired you? Is there any, like, actors that inspired you or any quote that said, you know what, I'm going to take this advice and I'm going to just get to it? Like, what inspired you to make that leap? Because I, I know it could be hard to, like, give up that for sure career mm -hmm. to follow your real dream. So what pushed you to really, like, say, you know what, let me follow my passion? Honestly, let me tell you what it really was. I did, the first time I ever did background, which is like extra work, I did a, it was called The Free State of Jones with Matthew McConaughey. They shot that. That was a good movie, movie too, man. Yeah, yeah, I was in there. I'm on the balcony with the, okay. with the black people. <laughs> uh, but I did a, that was my first time doing background, being on the movie set and everything. So when I got there, they had chosen me to be, it was a part of like, it was Matthew McConaughey, he married this white woman that was originally black or uh, Matthew McConaughey's roots was originally black something like mm -hmm. that but who the move whoever the movie was about they had her actually family members her descendants to be extras and they chose mm -hmm. me to be one of them because I look like them so right then and now I was like treated like a step up from like regular background but they had a specific scene in the courtroom where they had like an old woman was being interrogated by the police and I'm watching and I'm watching this old black lady and, and the director like they had an action and she's doing her line she knew like the, the casual I don't know sir I was about five, five o'clock when I left, you know, your usual. And I'm the director yelling cut. And he going and giving her notes and she doing it another way. And then Matthew McConaughey jumping in, he doing it. And I'm watching them like banter and do this back and forth. And I'm like, wait, this had his go? Like, that's tight. I won't do that. So being like observing that and seeing that really lit a fire to me. Then he had another scene where it was outside. And I and I saw the uh, lady, I, I got to get her name. The lady, she's an uh, older lady. She's an actress. And I talked to her. She said, man, you could do it. Just get in some classes, get you some headshots, and 
you know, started doing it from there. And she was like, don't never give up. And I never, I never forget that lady. And I, when I left that day, I had made up my mind. I was going to stop pursuing it as a career. Wow, that's dope. Fire. That's Fire. like really dope. Speaking of like taking acting classes, I know a lot of time when people want to get into acting, they're always torn in between like, should I take these acting classes? Or would this mm-hmm. be beneficial? And you do have to like watch out for a lot of agencies that kind of mm-hmm. like take your money and don't really give you much of anything. Do you feel like anything you have done, like taking classes and just going to like those acting camps or anything, do you feel like that was beneficial to help you get to where you need to be? Extremely. I feel like I wouldn't be where I am now without the classes. And not even just off of the lessons that we are taught in class, but the whole process of signing up for the class and choosing the class and finding the acting coaching, the people you meet inside of the acting classes, that's how you get most of your information. Like acting is networking like it ain't nothing else. You can do it on your own, but it's mostly networking. Somebody getting in, you meet, you running in class to me and I'm telling you, hey, my agent is looking for somebody to talk to get a representation, but you wouldn't have met me unless you wouldn't have came to acting class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, that's the first thing everybody looks at is your training. When they look at to represent you as an agent or to get an acting job, like, they want to know what type of training you have. Do you know how to carry yourself on set? Do you know the foundation of being an actor? And that it's not just reading lines, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would say it's extremely important when it comes to building your career. Nice. So I'm glad that, like, you touched base. BK, y'all yeah, quarantine, there. how we like it. You back? Yeah, I can hear you now. Say it again? Yeah. So, looking at you a couple weeks ago, and um, you had made this part. It's a hard because I was like, damn, I didn't think of it that way. You have quarantine, look at is a bad time. Like, you should. Damn, this sounds good too. I hope I can hear it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh oh. BK, do we do we lose you? Your your audio's cutting out. Is that that Cox cable? That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I got Cox, so I mean, you know, they overcharge your ass for it. I know, right? They're getting me right uh, now. I, I I hate Cox, dog. About to go the hot the fire stick way. Yeah, Cox Cox not it. Your direct TV? What do you have, uh, Rosha? Hey, AT&T. Oh, yeah. Got that U-verse yeah. internet. Uh, All right, BK. So she working on hers. I, I, I want to jump into it as far as, like, where you're at now. So you're, you're the lead. Like, you're the guy. You're playing the one and only DJ Screw. How did that come about? Honestly, man, being in the right place at the right time spiritually, mentally, physically, like, and, and that's all I, I can really say about it. I was just aligned, man, because the way I got the role was not tr- tr- the traditional route of um, my agent submitting me or me finding a role somewhere or something like that. It just, they found me on an acting website, a database that I was signed up on years ago. Okay, nice. So, um, yeah, and my profile matched, you know what I'm saying? So they found me that way and sent me an email. And normally I don't even, actors, we don't solicit emails because we feel like it's not legit if it didn't come to our agent or something like that. So right. I was kind of iffy when I first saw it. 
But um, I did my research on the company and I was like, you know what, what the hell, might as well. And I just submitted and didn't even know what it was for. So once I got the role in, I found out what the project was and I did audition again and I got the actual part. And I was like, it honestly, it, it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me for a good three or four months. So like, damn, we was in production. It didn't hit me, man, because it was just like, it was more so like I got work to do. You know what I'm saying? It was more so uh -huh. like I got to get this work done. I gotta do this part well. Like this is a lot, and I don't. I didn't really know the background of how deep it was in Houston to Texas. Yeah. And to be honest, it's I still don't know in my mind. I think I do, but I don't really know how big it is. But I'm gonna keep it like that, you know. So I was more so focused on doing a good job, and like once once it, when it leaked, man, that was just that was crazy. Like that was just crazy for me. So you're saying you didn't know initially how how big it was? I mean, he's obviously past now at this point. And I know, yeah. you know, all of us being from the South, being from Louisiana, you know, mm -hmm. growing up in New Orleans, we had bounce music. We didn't have Chopped and Screwed. Like, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. We had no limit, channel. yeah. You know, back in that late 80s, early 90s, you know, him, yeah. Screwed Up, Click, the rest of the guys that were that were part of that. And it's like, mm -hmm. I didn't hear, I didn't start hearing his music till like 04, 05. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and honestly, I, I didn't I didn't even really I, I heard a couple of songs when I moved to Texas for Katrina, which is oh four, oh five, oh five, oh six. But like you said, growing up in New Orleans, especially in the nineties and the two thousands, all we heard was cash money, yeah. no limit and bounce. There was no room for nothing else. So That's it. <laughs> bounce yeah. music. And it's it's such a when you talked about Chopped and Screwed and you talk about the mixtapes and everything, like we have our bounce mixtapes. When you talk about like Black and Mild, when you talk about yeah. the other bounce artists, you know, Big, big Freedom, biggest ones right yeah. now, you know, in yeah. period, you know, and then you talk about the polar opposite, Chopped and Screwed is slowed down, it's cut differently. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an entirely different genre that this one person created. And now as an actor, you have the opportunity to play someone that just that that wasn't just a part of something, but that created something for you. Being a creative person yourself, how is that for you? How does that make you feel? On like, I get the opportunity to to portray someone that created something that gave to so many different people. Man, I, honestly, that was another one of the blessings inside of it because it just I just had to basically do my job as an actor, which yeah. is the same thing as what he did as an artist. Right, he created. He was dedicated, you know, he was diligent in what he did. And it's like, I have to be the same way in preparing for the role. And in being an actor in general, right. I have to be creative. I have to be diligent. I have to be consistent, you know. And so all the same traits that he had, I, I had to take on, but I already had him. So he's honestly making me a better actor by right. even trying to follow his footsteps because I don't have quite the discipline that Screw had. Screw was extremely disciplined, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So in me getting ready for this part has developed that to a whole nother level. So now in this position, I mean, how, I'm sure you've done your research. Where, where are you drawing that line between where I'm trying to do an accurate portrayal and I want people that I knew him when they say we do say just like him, where you're not, where you're not as well. Like they can still see you, but you're still doing respect and justice to the role. Like, where is that line at for you? For me, the line is on. Um, basically, I'm not. I'm not here to like mimic him or to like 
do impersonation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the line comes in. And like you say, a lot of our core values are already running to each other. Okay. And acting is more so underneath than it is above. So me looking like him did more than half the work. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> well, looking at you, you got the shirt on right now, bro. Like, I, I saw yeah. the picture. And I'm like, dog, he looked just like him. Yeah, me me looking like him has done more than the work. So it's just, I'm just ready, man. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to kill it. And I can't wait for the uh, for him and his family to get the respect that he's been deserved for so long. Yeah, man, absolutely. Because I know, like, a lot of his honors and a lot of his recognition, you know, on a bigger stage, not just in Houston, but, like, nationally mm-hmm. and, you know, beyond, like, that came after his passing. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you know, you're, you being from New Orleans where we have bounce music, you know, like, hey, bounce music is great, but there's so much more out there. This is an opportunity yeah. for us to, you know, for us to see the other side of it. Yeah, it is. It's going to, it's going to open up musically. I feel like it's going to change the game. A lot of more people are going to be sampling and stuff. That's what, that's what my hopes are. Cause I know that's what his hopes are. You know, my hopes are aligning with his hopes. Cause me as the actor, Roche, I'm already going to get the blessings by, I already got the blessings by being, by being him. So mm-hmm. anything extra is just like on top, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just trying to push his, push his agenda. Well, he would have wanted pushed, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up. So look, man, uh, my dad, he has a security company and we, uh, my part of it, and we uh, secure movie sets. So I've had a chance of kind of seeing firsthand of, you know, an actual like filming deck. Like we out there 12, 14 hours a day. I kind of see how, you know, you will film one part of a scene one way, like maybe like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then another mm-hmm. part of that same scene, maybe another hour or something like that. So mm-hmm. for you, what was like mentally like preparing yourself as an actor to memorize these lines to actually go through a 12 hour day? Uh, mentally, I'm just, I just, even before, like, I just get myself to a state of mind that is, it's a job. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like strolling for Greeks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's something that you know, that's fun, that you enjoy, but uh-huh. then you have to get into this space to where you really do that job really well. And then it's, it's a no nonsense type thing involved at the same time, but then you still having fun. So uh-huh. it's like to get in that mental space, I just like. I don't know, man. I I just go there. Like it's just learning the lines is the easy part to me. I've been doing that since I was small. That's the part I love that part about acting. But it's not even really just about learning the lines. More say it's more so just about like learning what's the message I'm trying to get across behind the scene. And the okay. lines just actually talking for me. You know what I'm saying? But I have the emotion what I want to get across about this scene already. And the lines just just come. I mean, that's how you can see people messing up lines on. It's like line run to the store, run to the store, because I've already got the emotion behind me. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of comes with that total, that total get ready package. So you ever get like nervous when the director says like action? Like you ever, you ever get like nervous, little uh, like you know, goosebumps at first? Or yeah. it, it's, it's like straight, okay, I figured that. I'm like, God damn, why people looking at me? You know, you say action. I mean, like, to, be, to be honest, it, it, um, I'm trying to talk, I'm supposed to be talking to my, my getting rid of my New Orleans accent, but I ain't gonna do that for y'all. I'm just be regular. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that shit too hard. City, uh, to be, to be honest, it, uh, 
it is, but it's, it's more so like that adrenaline. Like, you know how, like, you get nervous for regular stuff? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, speeches or whatever. It's the same nerve. You just got to know how to channel it. And a long time ago, I learned how to channel my nerves. I mean, think about it. Even just being Greek in college and being involved in college, you got to speak so many times in front of crowds. You got to perform so many times in front of crowds. Like, we were the center of attention. You know what I'm saying? That's why college really prepared us in general. And then being an actor, like, doing stage plays and stuff like that, like that really prepares you for those kind of moments. Cause it's gonna come and the nerves are gonna come. Like it's gonna come every time. Yeah. But you just gotta know how to channel it to not let it like overpower you to where you just gonna like, you gotta just, you gotta just do it. You gotta do it. Like a mm-hmm. hundred million people in there, you gotta just get it done. Like if you mess up, keep right. going and get it done. Like, cause then, and then most of the people that are around are rooting for you. They want it to be a success. You know, yeah. because they're working, everybody that I'm, that's going to be there that is working towards me doing well, you know? So that helps as well, not knowing that, okay, these people are not judging me. They're looking, but they're not really judging, like, oh, I hope he messed up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, you know starting this iconic role, this biopic, it seems like biopic has been like, you know, the wave, like, lately. You know, you had the new edition story, you had the Bobby Brown story. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that's just more like the new normal now? Like, you know, they're doing biopics, these documentaries? I do. I think that somebody somewhere figured out that there was a lot of stories that were untold that need to be told. Mm-hmm. And it can be told through film, you know, and, and biopics. See, I did good. I, was, I used to say fume, but I say film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you got to, uh, so yeah, and once the first person got on it, man, it's so many more stories to be told, though. Like, especially the, the story about school, like, man, like people need to know these things in order to help move everything forward, you know, especially after this, like, you know, they said the Roaring Twenties was after, you know, I mean, not the Roaring Twenties, what I'm trying to say, Harlem Renaissance was after the Great Depression. Right, right. It's going to be another wave of everything else after this because you have all these creatives that should be inside and people just conjuring up these things to when they open us back up, we just going to burst out. So it's going to be, I believe it's going to be a whole other wave of more things that's coming, you know, so... Yeah. So my last question to you would be, name your five your five favorite actors right now. Top favorite. Top favorite. Chadwick Boseman, Viola. Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis, uh, Mahersha Ali. Uh, right now, Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis, Mahersha Ali. Who else I like? I like uh, this. I think his name Desmond Iris. I think that's a dude from uh from uh All America. No, from uh shit, the car scene. Drive, motherfucker, drive. <laughs> uh, hey, I know that. What is that from? Uh not dope, right? No, not dope. I know who that is. Damn, Snowfall. Yeah. Oh, I know you're talking Snowfall. about Snowfall. The Simon Irish and uh five. Who else? Uh, shit, this, uh, I'm gonna take it easy. <laughs> uh, hey, you, you named me out, but it ain't a You named two guys who are in Marvel movies. Tarot yeah. Bowman and uh, Ali. Yeah. What's up, man? I mean, I, I, like, I, like well, I like well-rounded actors. Mm-hmm. Chadwick yeah. is my top because he's the most versatile. This man has played Jackie Bra- James Brown, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, Black Panther, 20 bridges, like he's got yeah. everything. Marshall too? Like Marshall, yeah, play Marshall too. Thurgood yeah. Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. 
like man, look at the span of this dude's career. Like, yeah. damn. And then and he's he doing, killed those roles. He doing the Black Samurai too. The uh, yeah. That, he Wait. Got that. So speaking of which, y'all saw his picture lately. He look how, how skinny he look. Is that yeah. for a role? You think, or is that just him? Like, I don't kinda... know. By his by his people not speaking on it, I don't think it's yeah. for nothing yeah. serious. I think it might be like for a role or something because they haven't they would have released something by now. So. Yeah, I hope so, man. He, 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 he look bad. He look, he look I mean, bad. I'll say this. I know the the if if it is for the role, what it, and they've been talking about. Uh, I can't remember the the name of it, but they were talking about where the first African who was a samurai. You know, apparently yeah. he was a slave or something like that. There's any number yeah. of ways he could be portraying that particular person or situation. Yeah. Oh, and Lakeith Sanfield. Oh yeah, Lakeith. So replace Denzel with, with Lakeith Stanfield. Replace Denzel. No, no Will yeah, Smith, man. I mean, that's an older range. I like to think yeah. current. I like to think. I mean, because Denzel's the goat, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I give him that. Denzel's the goat. Will is more of an entertainer for me than an actor. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he good at what he do. He good, but he can he can entertain. So if you're an entertainer, that's like Beyonce. She could do every damn thing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Uh, and some things she can do more than others, but she could do everything. Yeah. Will is entertaining. That. Like, yeah. And he dope, though, but he dope. But, like, for his craft people, like, yeah, that's it. Mahersha Ali, Chadwick Boseman. I got to remember this. Viola Davis, McKee <laughs> uh, Stanfield. And Octavia Spencer. I'm adding names. Let's keep going. Oh, Octavia Spencer. Yeah. We, we had seven. We didn't pass five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Octavia and the key. That is. Huh? Hey, uh, BK, you want to finish off that last question that you got kind of cut off? or? Yeah, you tell Yeah, when we come back, because we, we have to break, right, Martin? Yeah, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to be right back. Okay. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Here's a clip from our latest featured artist, Opa Shango, and his track, Go Raw. Just premeditated, don't move with no hesitation. Adding up calculations to add to my modulation. I made it. No million dollar deal, but what's the deal? Is how I freak these funky beats and tell these people how I feel and how it is. I used to ease my pain by drinking beers and smoking blunts and eating lunch at McDonald's. Is how I stunt Mr. McPig too. Deluxe quarter pound with some fries made my stomach fat and feel like goo, but I grew. Watching documentaries about the industry, hindering cosmic chemistry, slaughtering souls senselessly. Raping mothers with milk and cheese, killing they sons pretend to be talking about it's the protein mix with this mad cow disease. I thought the chickens was kicking until I listened, pumped they breast with HGH and genetically played with them. They already born skinless and chest can't leave the pavement. I'm asking the Lord to save them. They feeding this to our babies, but I eat no meat, nah, no dairy, no sweets, only fresh vegetables, ripe fruit, and whole wheat. So I live. <laughs> Can I live? Yeah, I eat no meat, nah, no dairy, no sweets Only fresh vegetables, ripe fruit, and whole wheat So I live, uh. Can we live? If you enjoyed Go Raw from Obashango, Check them out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and more Now enjoy the rest of the episode And we are back, ladies and gentlemen Daily Dollar Show Podcast It's your boy Martin With my partners in crime, Marlon and BK And we are back with the one and only Mr. Rocha, is it Rocha or Rocha? Roche. Roche Washington, uh, mm-hmm. actor extraordinaire. The GOAT. 
This is crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they laughing because they know me and they know this shit. Like, wait, this is crazy. Like, now he's what? Oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> and look, that's, that's, what make it, that's what make it feel good, though. Like, people that really didn't know me, it's like, damn. You really like, you really doing this shit. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Look, God has no respect of person. You see that? They have. So back into the questions that I was trying to ask earlier. Um, you posted a couple weeks ago on your Instagram how we should use this quarantine time to perfect our crafts and not letting it slow us down. So for example, like, I try to tell, like, my friends, like, in the music industry, like, look, people, these A&Rs are quarantined like us. Put your content out there, tag them, and you hit it right on a nail. You was like, you know, they're at home. This is where they're pulling all of their talent from now. So use this as a benefit instead of, like, since saying, oh, man, I'm, I'm spitting out of the game. Like, no, play in this game and use it to your advantage. Do you think um, a lot of people can take advantage of it like you know because I listened to your interview with us and you're very mature to say like you're getting into acting like I listen to what you're saying and I'm like you're at places older professional been in a game for years and years and years at. so do you think like taking your own advice can help like also build you up and also like the younger people that's coming under you like look take this quarantine time and make something happen yeah, see, that's the thing about it. I take my, my advice all the time because I get my advice from me. When I use it and apply it, then I go out and give it out. And see, the, the hard time that I have, a, the thing I have a hard time with is once I learn a new concept that I find out that works, whether it's like forgiveness or whether it's like learning to like, you know, make old connections or start new habits or start fasting or praying or whatever the season is for it. Once I get a hold of it and I see that it works, I like go to push it on everybody. So I be having to like draw back because I got to realize everybody's not in the same season as me. So even with that message, I was cautious as to where, because some people, it is time to relax. It is time to chill. So it's all about your season and what you feel like you need to be doing. But it's so much going on, man, to where it's like it's nothing. Like you say, everybody's at home. Everybody's at home. Nobody's at work, y'all. Everybody is at home. So it's like at some point in time, and even the people that are working, that's those people's jobs. A&R people, you know, talent scouts, their job is to find new talent. They get to sit at home and just look through Buku stuff and just look for Buku new talent when they normally don't have the time to do it. So people look at back in the days, I have submitted to like over eight different casting directors that would have never knew my name until the screw came out. But I'm like, like that's not even going on. But I'm just sort of say, they would have never knew Roche Washington. I never seen my face, me even act a little bit if I would have never submitted as opposed to back in the days when you probably had to know somebody to know somebody to meet them mm-hmm. or go to New York to meet them or go to LA to meet them. Everything gets streamlined to on your device. So it's like, why not, man? When you're at home doing nothing, if you're an artist, write new songs. Take a, yeah. You could take two hours out the day, out of two days a week. You got seven and buku other hours. If you just take a little time to dedicate to your craft, that way when all this is over and they open back up, you're not left behind. Because the joke about it is a lot of people are going to be left behind. Yeah, yeah, people that didn't sure. take advantages financially and everything. Not only all the resources that they putting out right now, it's so much we could be getting ahead in. Like it's so much we could be getting using to get ahead. And it's like if you behind, and then not only that, but we have the time to focus and to get these things yeah. done. So if you if think, you ain't, 
And I think that's what's going to like set you apart from everybody else in the industry. Like you already mature and at that point where like somebody under you young and coming in, they're not there yet. So that your yeah. mentality and your views is going to get you so much far. And I, like, I'm sitting here like amazed because I'm like, this is the first like thing he's done. Like, no, he's, he's been doing this for years and years and years because you're so seasoned. Like, Watch out, Denzel. Watch out, Denzel. He coming. Watch hey, out. To be honest, and to be honest, life has made me this way. Life has made me really seasoned. Going, experiencing a lot of hardships at a younger age has made me more wiser early on. And not even just experiencing, because a lot of people are experiencing them, but learning how to like capitalize off of them instead of making them hurdles and making them just bad experiences. I learned how to like, when I lost my grandmother and my brother, how can I capitalize off this? Let me go into a fast. I was in a deep depression, but I was like, let me seek God heaven. He's gonna give me something. Like I put all my trust in you. I, I wasn't working, nothing, like sleeping on couches and then spooking along. God's playing. And everybody think you gotta be out moving. I wasn't out moving around. Like like I'm doing, I wasn't doing all that. I was waiting. Sometimes you just gotta just chill and do nothing. And be like, yeah. God, I'm gonna let you work and do nothing, literally. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling y'all, the audition came to my email. Imagine going to your email and somebody say, hey, Brooklyn, we want to hire you for this job. What? How did you even know I worked in it? It's like, how you it's like, like it wasn't even something you applied for. Like, no. Except, like, sure. But like except, you said, you, you put in the work, and then you were being still at that point. You weren't, you, you know, a lot of people, especially in, like, the situation we're in right now, where we're limited in what we can do, you can you can work yourself out of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel yeah, like you know, definitely. looking at now, you know, now is the time where you can evaluate where you are, who you are, what you're doing. Like you said, how can I take whatever I'm doing and elevate it to the next level? If it's putting out more content, you know, doing the research, even if it's not, even if it's not necessarily, but putting out content right now, but finding where to put out the content when stuff does start popping off. You know, who to contact? Who, who are the casting directors? Who like are that? those A and R people? Who are their managers? Where do they work? Where do they live at? Like these are right. things we can find out without making moves on. Right. Like you so that way, when you outside. do get in that area to have time to do that, mm-hmm. you already know. Oh, this is what I do for that. Oh, this is what I do for that. Oh, this is who I contact for that. I don't actually right. call the company office because then I'm answer the phone. But I email her because I read that. So yeah, that's how. Right. That's that's find what that's what media handles. Find their accounts follow them, tag them, whatever you got to do to get yourself in a position to get seen one way or another. And, you know, even if you're not in a, in a, in a creative industry of music, arts, movies, film, whatever, you know, if you're in business, you know, and you want to work for another company, find out more about that company. Like uh, there was a post circulating, like when all this first started popping off and quarantine and stay at home orders. And it was saying, you know, if you're not having a new skill or you're not doing this, well, that's not everybody walk right now. It's not, it's not everybody. Like, like mental health and feel, I know for me, like I would, I'm a grinder. Like seven days a week working, you know, working on a podcast, two jobs, like the whole thing. That's me. But mm-hmm. now having the time off that I have, like I've gotten more rest in this last month than I've gotten in years. Like mm-hmm. I'm healthier, and like I went through being sick and everything else like that. But mentally, I'm healthier. Physically, I feel better now coming over, having COVID and everything like that. And it's like, man, like I'm, I'm, 
at a place where I can focus and see where I, what my next steps will, I can think about what my next steps are. Like I'm and not guess what, And guess what happens when you have seven or eight different things going on, God's going to be like, so what you want me to bless again? You want exactly. me to bless your cooking company? Or you want me to bless your modeling career? Or you want to be a singer? Or you want to your right. own security company? You want now, which what? one is it? I don't yeah. know what to bless. Right. I don't know what to bless. Right. You got eight different projects. Yeah, God, like, I can bless all of it, I don't know what the place. <laughs> yeah, you throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what stick, and you not being intentional about anything. I had to make a choice, man. I had to let it go. Maybe not many jobs came because like I was teaching for a little. I taught for like half a year, sixth grade, man. They was offering me like fifty five G's to come back. Oh. And guess what I said? Nope. Nah, bro, I'm good. My mom was like, "Boy, you crazy?" And I told her, and she was like, "I'm saying, man." She said. She said, pursue your dreams. And little, literally that next year, I got screwed. But if I'd have been working at a school, I wouldn't have been as open right. and available. So, to do what you were doing, man, yeah. It's sacrifice. Yeah, man. You know, and that's, that's important. And like, like BK, like you mentioned, for the people coming up, like setting that example and putting that out there, like sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Like you, yeah. you know, I've, I've done sales for a long time. And I would always tell people that I would train, like, not all money is good money. Yeah. Not, not every situation is the best situation for you. Just because it seems like it's stable or it seems like it's good for you, you know, you could have missed out on an opportunity that's going to drastically change your path and your trajectory by making 55000 a year. Because to, to people, that's, that's money. It is. That's, yeah, that's like, it, it is money. But Wait, what? I was like, I was in the mean. I was just like, nah, I can't do that. But compared it. to your dream, though, that's so, so, so much less. Yeah, it's minuscule. What? That ain't, that ain't nothing. And that's another thing about me. I don't operate off money. I never have, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And, and, and it's good and bad to that because I have money and get rid of it. Because I just, I don't, because I feel like money come and goes. I could have mm. 10000 one day, nothing the next day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's the artist right. in me. That's the, the, Really, is lifestyle. I don't have anything to really for me to be taken care of. So it's like I could live like that. But if you got kids or if you in a relationship, then your your choices will be different because you have somebody else to consider. You know. So a lot of people look at my life and they be like, "Damn, I wish I could do that." But you have your method, your way of doing it as well. You can't do all that I do because I can't do what you do. Right. Right. And that's the biggest thing, like being able putting yourself in a position based on your circumstances. Exactly. Like, like not living your life based on what other people got on going on, what what other people's circumstances. Because like you said, you know, if you're somebody that got an old lady, got a wife, got a relationship you have, or if you have kids, like you can't, you may not be in a position to say, nah, I can't take 55 G's. I can't take 55 G's, right. I got to, I got to take, I got to take the, the five grand a month. Because guess what? Five grand a month, bills get paid real quick. Ends bet like a motherfucker. For most people. Real, real quick. I, I, I... Man. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> but, but at the same time, though, I mean, you know, there there's a lot of guys that come from our city that get a break mm-hmm. like yours that blow up and do well. I mean, most recent that I can think of is like Jason Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like he portrayed yeah. Easy E a few years back, and it's like his career. You know, he's had some hiccups over the last few years, but I mean, he you know Godzilla, you know all of oh, no, not Godzilla, King Kong. And then, like, movies from there, like, series, The Shy, and different the things. Shy. Um, the Shy was, was clutch, too. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, 
you're you're putting yourself in a position where your opportunities you're you're on a similar trajectory like that yeah 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 very similar do you see yourself like moving to like atlanta or like new york or, or la eventually or are you kind of just cool where you at Ideally, I want to have a house in New Orleans and a house in L.A. Mm-hmm. Well, L.A. or Houston. Now, what about um Atlanta? I know a lot of people like love like films are filmed in uh, Atlanta. Like, is that a possibility too, or not? You just rather just go to, like L.A. or or Houston? Nah, and Atlanta. Atlanta is oversaturated. There's a lot of work there, but um, mm-hmm. it's oversaturated. I, I just. I tried to move there a couple of times, but it wasn't it wasn't in the cards. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It just it. You have a lot of because we had at one point uh the abortion bill and a lot of companies were talking about pulling out and you know if this mm-hmm. pass is gonna affect really. the workers and we're not gonna invest and we're not gonna do this and we're not gonna do that. And you know, that's something that wasn't that far ago because we were talking about it less than a year ago. And mind mm-hmm. you, now with everything going on, I'm sure. But yeah, like you said, you know, Atlanta is one of those places. It's kind of like where everybody goes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everybody knows L.A., but like you said, Atlanta is where to work at. I know I have family who work in the industry. Uh, sister-in-law, she's in the uh, costuming and wardrobe and stuff like that. And she's worked on some big shows like Claws and stuff down here. But I know my brother and her, they were talking about moving to Atlanta at one point just because that's where... The career the work is. That's where the work is, yeah. Especially for somebody that works in those kind of departments, it's a lot of work for them. But as far as me as an actor myself, like it's it's only I would limit myself to like day player stuff and one liners mm-hmm. and you know co star and stuff like that. And honestly, my career is taking off to where I'm only be able to do leads and real turn on TV shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not even something I'm choosing. That's just how it works that's out. Because I can't going. go from a lead and go back into like, how you doing? You want some coffee with that? I can't go backwards, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. Progression going forward. Yeah, for real. And that's and that's all God, man, because it, it's just good to show you don't, don't put limits on God. Like, I have to learn that, man. I, I just don't put limits on Even now, before all of this is happening, man, I'm just like, people are like, what do you want to do next? Or was, I, I don't put no limits on God. Like, whatever's coming next is coming. Like, I'm just here for the ride. Facts. So, as far as you right. go, like, is there, like you said, not putting limits on it, obviously, but when you look at opportunities, like you see, uh, God, his name escapes me, but um, he played Paperboy in ATL. Uh, okay, and with with Donald with with Donald Glover, Donald Glover, Lakeith Stanfield, and then God, what's his name? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not But I say that to say he uh he's moving into Marvel now. Mm-hmm. He he's he's doing a doing he has a, a lead role. Well, one of the main characters for he uh for the Eternals which will be coming out in the next few years. Like, is that is that somewhere, like, you see yourself like, hell yeah, I got an opportunity to be in a Marvel movie. Why not? Hell yeah, I get an opportunity to see myself in a Marvel movie. Why not? <laughs> no, right? Hell you gotta be, yes. You got to be quiet about Marvel. that one, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to be real hot shots with them. They don't, they don't play. Yeah, you can't say nothing. 
he signed so many NDAs. I signed so many NDAs for this, but it's kind of it's. I'm him, so it ain't much they can do about it. To be honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They got uh, recast. Brian Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. That's who it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. I know, right? If you haven't watched ATL, it is a funny show. But yeah, yeah. He went, from, he went from being one of the main actors on there to now he's cast in a Marvel movie. So it's one of those things right. where it's like, you know, it's an opportunity. I have been. <laughs> All right. Last thing for you, uh, brother. Uh, top five movies. Go. Of all time? All time. I'm a movie watcher, man. Pressure. Uh, Pressure. Let's go. Okay, that I like. Not something that I think like top five best movies. Oh, your top five. Yeah, your top five. My top five. My top five. Uh... The pressure's on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about actors. I'm thinking about movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Okay, I'm gonna start off with uh. Sorry. <laughs> All right, no three. shot. You do three. You do three instead of five. Is five too many? That's no five. Is it's broad. Like I watch a lot of movies, and I enjoy yeah. like I enjoy good acting. I enjoy good dramas. So, but it's no, it's no like movies where I'm gonna say like I watch this every time. I like I enjoy watching Shawshank Redemption. I don't know why I just do. Hey, that's a great movie though. Like it's really Shawshank Redemption. Uh, okay. Shit, I just seen The Invisible Man. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. Uh, one more. Let's do one more. Because <laughs> it's too us. much pressure. I'm gonna give it a Jordan Peele. Us. Okay. Ah, nice. Yeah, that was, that was a good movie. Yeah, that was good. Damn. Cause I'll give me five, but it's okay. That's a that's a hard. Oh, and I, I like. Go. I'm not gonna I lie. Like you said that, like, if it was me, first thing that come to mind is Harlem Nights. But see, every everybody has like a movie or go to. Like I don't have that. Like I'm not just like a oh my favorite movie of all time. I have a lot of movies that I like watching. I like I like watching. I don't know if y'all saw Julia Julia. I heard of it, but never seen it. With well, Meryl uh, Street, and yeah. uh, and he cooks, and she's a cook. Yeah, see, I like stuff like that. That's that like was a really normal good movie. life. That's like normal life, like, but it it has a play on just like normalcy, but it's still good storytelling. Because that was like, uh, that was Amy Adams, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and I like stuff like Fried Green Tomatoes. Another one. Is yeah. That movie. Good movie. Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah. Good movie. Uh. Whatever happened to Gilbert Gilbert Grape? Who ate Gilbert Grape's brain? Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. That's a lot of That's life. Johnny That's Depp, right? Movies. Huh? The Gilbert Grape joint was Johnny Depp? Yeah, John, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's a lot. And uh, Leonardo. Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a lot of white movies, but I mean, it is what it is. Hey, man, look, that's how cinema was back in the day. But look, man, you changing the game. You, you, you bringing, you bringing a, a new story. That, that a lot of people need to know a new flavor and just get ex- putting something out there that people definitely are going to watch and going to enjoy. And man, one, we appreciate having you on. We look forward to when it, when it comes out and when it, being able to sit there and watch it and 
on whatever platforms or however it's going to be distributed. Yeah, look, man, we yeah, pay for it. Don't bootleg it. I damn sure. Absolutely. Pay I'm paying for it. For sure. yeah. Pay for it or however, whatever, whatever happens with it. Hey, but look, when just follow my Instagram, I'll probably post something when that time comes, when it happens. Uh, I mean, follow my the, the the page. All screwed up. The page on Instagram is called All Screwed Up. Uh, the director Isaac Yeoman, he posts up there sometimes, and on his page itself, Isaac Yeoman Chill Vibes, he uh, posts a lot of stuff on his page as well for like updates and things like that. But uh, it's 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 cooking, man. And I'm just look. Everybody think they anxious. Imagine how I feel. <laughs> yeah, man. We just don't know. Working, putting in the time. You ready to see it? <laughs> Yeah, so but but I'm definitely putting in a, a lot of I ain't never worked this hard for something like learning information, researching, just every eat, sleep, and screw, you know what I'm saying? Like, not even just screw the whole SUC click, like, it's, it's it's a lot, like, so but it's it's a it's, it's an enjoyable thing to learn about somebody's life, you know what I'm saying? And with him not being here anymore, it's like, I feel so blessed and honored to get to play somebody else. Like, it's just, it blows my mind every time I think about it. Every time something like this happens, when somebody reach out to me, I'm like, wait, what? Me? <laughs> like, oh, yes, you? you, nigga. Yes, you. Yes, yes, you go. Come on, now. Stop it. Yeah, it is, man. Well, look, like you, you said. You got no last questions? I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for I'm ready for y'all yeah. for production so I can sit there and binge it. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Or whatever. I'm not saying you can binge it. Whatever you could do with it. <laughs> hey, look. Whatever. As, as long as long as you watch, that's all that matters. That's a, yeah, a fact. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate y'all having me on too. Like so early on, like wanting to know and and intrigue because I I remember people that support me from early. So like. Most definitely, when that time comes, you got me on record. I'm being recorded. So hey, there it is. When that time comes, if I ain't to not next time, it's gonna be hitting up my uh my assistant. He's like, man, Tyro say this baller. A Tyro say this. Got book appointment. You recorded him before your ass was here. Right. <laughs> who, is, who is you? Who is you? <laughs> who the fuck is but thank yeah, you, man. man. I appreciate y'all taking the time out for real. I enjoyed it. This was fun. This is good. How y'all think I did for my, my first my first interview? Hey, man. Nope, man. Look, Tonight, you, ten. Hey, go ahead. Looking forward to seeing you everywhere, man. Absolutely. Uh, hey, man, I'm I'm know looking, that look. dude. I know that dude. I, nah, I really, I really, I really know him. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, your friend, brother Marlon. Nah, he's like that's like real friend. Like I like we really were together in college. Like we really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kappa new baby, Kappa new. All day. Shout out to him to the best parties. College <laughs> parties. All right. Well, man, look, once again, we appreciate it. We definitely enjoy having you on. We're looking forward to see seeing all screwed up whenever it does come out and when it's done and everything else, man, that you're going to be in in the future. Appreciate y'all support, man. Y'all stay tuned. Absolutely. All right. All right and we out. That's another one. Peace. <laughs>